Good morning again. <laughs> so most of you know, uh, about a week and a half ago, we had some flooding in the area. <laughs> and uh, Pam's store down in Hanoverton was one of the places that took in some water. She, um, and by the way, thanks to some of the uh, people that offered support and help. We appreciate it. So she left work on a Thursday afternoon, and the Sandy Creek was rising about halfway through her backyard. And uh, so she had me go over Friday morning to check it out. And uh, so I gave her a call and said, hey, we can, we can put sailboats in the basement now. <laughs> Wasn't funny. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, her reaction was uh, pretty frightful, actually, frightening. Um, but our son-in-law, Josh, came over with some pumps and uh, a shop vac, and, and those things were just pumping water all night long. And the next day, it was, it was dry. We, um, everything was in good shape. So Pam's next reaction was, hey, let's go give gifts to people. <laughs> so into our house came these buckets and uh, cases of bleach and spick and span and uh, scrub brushes, and there's a bucket right back there. Uh, that, that... Oh. <laughs> there was, uh, uh, she put gloves in there and trash bags, and uh, there was towels that said Hope on there, and uh, she has uh, called this new program Hope Floats. <laughs> And in each bucket, you know, there's a pretty ribbon in there and a message uh, of hope, obviously. So I wasn't sure if it was a good idea or not. I thought it might offend people. You're going to go to their door and say, here's some cleaning stuff. Go clean your filthy house. <laughs> but I should have known by now, people just like getting free stuff. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it was. So most days last week, um, I found myself on... Uh, we went to visit people along the Sandy Creek where our water came from, and, and then as the water receded, just any place she saw a puddle in the front yard, we would go to their front door. And um, so doors open, and you hand this bucket through a front door to somebody with a confused look on their face. But it was good. We got to, uh, you know, meet people, talk to people, and... Um, we were talking about, and Phyllis mentioned the, uh, you know, the opening doors and what, what comes out of us to people. Just think of all the things that can enter into their house, and uh, even through the television or, or through their mind, there's so many things. And here was something different, a gift uh, from a neighbor that, that came through the house. And, and uh, for the most part, they liked it. People, uh, they liked not just the gift, but talking about the flood of 03 or the flood of 05. And they'd uh, take us in the backyard and show us how high the water had risen. And um, we just had a, a, you know, a couple neat encounters. One of them was a lady we, we hadn't been to in years, but uh, several years in the past through our other ministry, we had taken um, Christmas presents a couple times and I think Easter baskets to this lady. And she came out of the door when, and was excited to see us. And she said, you don't know how often I think about you guys and uh, appreciate, you know, bringing me things in my time of need. 
and she was genuinely happy to see us and she asked us for prayer for her daughter and for her aunt and we just had a nice a nice visit with her and got to pray with her exactly what Pam had intended for these gifts to do and so uh, we're turning to go to our car to leave and she's turning back into her house and she says thank you guys again for bringing me these things and and Pam said the gift is from the Lord because he loves you and wants to bless you and um, she stopped and she said well I thank him every day for my blessings, but, and then we turned back towards her, and she, she couldn't even look at us. She looked, she looked down in a way, and she said, I have a past. And I wasn't sure she was going to finish her thought. She, she was really choked up. And uh, she said, I can forgive everybody else for everything, you know, that was done, but I can't forgive myself. And um, so I was pretty speechless, and, uh, and she had turned to go back into her house, and Pam said, Jesus forgives. And I know she heard it, but she didn't acknowledge it. Uh, I'm not even sure, you know, that she understood it. When we made our declarations on New Year's, uh, we did it together as a family as well, and our daughter Ashley made a, a, a declaration that people would know that they are loved. And so we've been praying that when we, we've been ringing our bells that people would understand that they have value and that they have worth. And it hit me uh, a little while later that when this lady said this, if you don't believe that you are loved or if you don't believe that you have value, then you don't believe you're worthy of being forgiven. So that was a Thursday night, and uh, later that night, the pastor asked me to share, and uh, immediately I knew I would uh, speak about forgiveness this morning. I don't, uh, I, I needed to understand forgiveness more myself. Most messages that I've heard were about forgiving a brother or sister, you know, reconciling relationships that we need to give forgiveness and, and receive forgiveness, and obviously that's important. But if we don't, if we don't believe that we are worthy of forgiveness, then we're, we're putting limits on God's ability to forgive, and then I think it puts a limit on how we're able to forgive other people. So it's important that we understand and know forgiveness. I believe it's the cornerstone of our salvation. Ephesians 4.32 and Colossians 3.13 both tell us to forgive others as we have been forgiven. I don't think it's possible what she said, that she can forgive everybody else for every other thing if she can't forgive herself, because right there she's putting a limit on God. She's holding herself to a different standard and, and saying, well, everybody else can be forgiven but me, and you can't put that limit on God. Mark 11.25 says, whenever you stand whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything else against anyone so that your Father also in heaven may forgive your sins. It's required of us to give forgiveness to be able to receive it. And that includes forgiveness to yourself. Matthew 6.15 says, If you do not forgive others their sins, neither will the Father forgive you of yours. So it's kind of important. Something happened in our neighborhood um, 
I would say 20 years ago, there was a neighbor a few doors down that had an above-ground pool, and one summer night it was mysteriously drained. <laughs> Part of the mystery it just so happened that on that same night, some boys in the neighborhood, including one of ours, he's not in attendance today. <laughs> uh, but they had a, a sleep out, and just by coincidence, on the same night that the pool was drained. At least that's what the sheriff was told when he showed up at our door. So no evidence was found, there was no admission of guilt, and in the mind of, of our neighbors, there would never be any justice. We were estranged for them from, for years. We didn't uh, talk or wave. She used to send Christmas cookies over and that stopped, <laughs> which was okay, she couldn't bake. <laughs> But years later, Pam took them a gift. We, we had been praying for our neighbors, and how could we pray for the neighbors that we can't even wave to? And so Pam took them a gift, and then the, the, our relationship was, was reconciled. And we began to speak again and wave again, and there was more Christmas cookies that we threw in the trash. <laughs> but... I got to visit, these, these folks were uh, a lot older than us, and they eventually went into a nursing home and continued to visit them uh, until they both passed away. The husband really didn't much care. He had to clean this pool every day, and I think it was used once in years. But, but the wife hung on to this event, and she brought it up to me. Uh, I mean, had to be 10, at least 10 years after it had happened, and she brought it up to me as if it had happened last night. And she looked at me and she said, Kurt, I will never forgive them. And again, I was speechless. It was, and, and I was reminded of it when this happened Thursday. It happened years ago when it happened. This lady on Thursday said, I can never forgive myself. And those words just stopped me in my tracks. I don't mean to make light of pool water. There was some expense to them, whatever happened that day. But what if, what if, it's, what if it's bigger things? I had a, I had a, a, a DUI in 1993, and I, I ran into a guy, and he was with his son. And what if I'd have killed him? What if, what, if your, what if your mother was killed by a drunk driver? What if your spouse cheated on you? What if you had an abortion? There's things, there's limits that we put on forgiveness that shouldn't be put there. Psalm 103, 11 through 13. It says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. The height between heaven and earth is infinite, and, and the distance between east and west is infinite. So the Father's love for us and his ability to forgive us is infinite. Jesus didn't just go to the cross for cussing or doing drugs or draining a pool. He, he, it says all 
your transgressions will be forgiven. The tricky part is that forgiveness is relational. So, as I mentioned before, it normally asks us between a brother or sister to ask for forgiveness or to give it when we are asked. Well, what if someone never asked for forgiveness? What if they've passed away? There was nobody ever that went to my neighbor and, and asked her for forgiveness. I'm not sure she would have given it, but there was no way in her mind to reconcile what had happened. She carried unforgiveness as, as far as I know up until her death. And the lady who can't forgive herself doesn't have a true understanding of a relationship with a God. Like Pastor talked about last week, these foxes that enter into our relationship. Unforgiveness is one of them. I'm not sure if that you had quite a list of, of things, but we hold we hold this against ourselves, and it hinders our relationship. If you're not in that relationship with Christ, then you can't understand His love for you and His ability to forgive you. What Pam said to this lady is that Jesus forgives her, but again, she may have heard it, but she didn't understand it. She's not capable of forgiving herself because she's not in a true relationship where she understands God's love for her. A pastor once said that Judas would have been forgiven for his betrayal had he asked. Had he waited a few more hours to see Jesus forgive the thief on the cross, he could have been forgiven. Maybe that's what we need to tell people. Judas couldn't forgive himself, but Jesus could. We're concerned about reconciliation with others or reconciliation with ourselves, but that's what we need to flip-flop because it's impossible to do that. Sometimes it may be one of those doors that can't be opened or only be opened by Jesus, so we only need to be reconciled with him. That is possible. He knows your worth and he knows your value more than you do. And he gave his son so he could spend eternity with you. I'm sorry it's uh, such a short message, but that's all I have to say. And I want to allow time if we, can, uh, if we have any music that we can put on, because I, want to, I, I believe this has to deal with uh, people that are in this room. And, and I think not being able to forgive can affect each one of us. So I just want to close with a prayer, and, and again, I know it's early, but you can be dismissed, or if you want to stay in the sanctuary, I think uh, there may be some things. You could sit in your seat and deal with this alone with God, but you've probably already tried that. So it's not anything you have to confess out loud, but I believe it, it might be good to come forward and have somebody pray with you. Some of you have been carrying burdens for too long that the Father doesn't want you to, to carry anymore after today. We've had other uh, requests for prayer this morning for, for uh, broken hearts and healing. And, and we, we've had a declaration this morning that this is a healing Sunday. And um, so there could be other needs in, in body, mind, and soul. Um, if your heart is broken... I don't know if it's unforgiveness or not, but um, we're, uh, we want to pray this morning for healing. So uh, let's, let's receive prayer. Father, 
I just ask that you seal in our hearts the message of forgiveness, the understanding of your ability to forgive. It supersedes our understanding. And of your love for us, your desire to heal our hearts. I ask for revelation right now of what true healing is. And uncover anybody uh, with, with something in their heart that they believe is not forgivable. That we deal with it this morning. That this is truly a healing Sunday. That we are able to come to the altar and leave things here and not take them back home. We've been uh, declaring, let freedom ring, let freedom reign. And this morning, I just want to uh, declare um, that we will let forgiveness ring and let forgiveness reign. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Yep.